2: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm, well, it's obvious. I'm John Verhoeven, and I was a cop back in the 80s in Sydney. And I'm Paul Verhoeven, John's son. I'm an author, and I wrote two books about Dad's time as a cop. The first five seasons of Loose Unit spanned my time in general duties, forensics, my time as a firefighter, and even my stint running a funeral home.
1: This season we're visiting the locations of Australia's most notorious,
3: baffling, horrific crimes and looking at what happened there. From Snowtown to the family, from the Morehouse murders to haunted highways, this season of Loose Units is your go-to guide to the worst crimes in Australian true crime history. Welcome to Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Hello and welcome to Loose Units,
1: The Shadow Files. Today's story concerns a very odd cultural public phenomenon, which look, we're going to get into it folks, but dad, I'd like to start with this. I was not raised by uh, you and mum to be a particularly um, performative person in public. With that in mind, how do you feel about karaoke? Have you ever sung
3: karaoke? Paul, mate, it makes me gag. Yep, there we go. I I hate the concept where people get up and make fools of themselves.
1: Yes, and I believe I genuinely believe a little bit of self-reflection that I was sort of I sort of had that attitude towards karaoke drummed into me a bit by you. Well, as I was up. not mm, actively. You didn't know you didn't sit me down and preach the no, evils of karaoke. No. It was just a sort of disdain for public, you know, for performative stuff.
3: Yeah, look, listeners, I'm Why is probably that? Well, look, listeners, I mean, This is awkward. I don't like singing. Okay, why? I... Look, I used to go to church when I was a wee lad.
1: Ah. From a
3: very early age. Okay. And I have no... Whilst I appreciate people that can sing, Mm -hmm. uh, I remember remember in church, there was always someone within very close proximity that sang out of tune. Okay. And that infuriates me. So... Look, I just think I have visions of karaoke. I've seen it a few times in my life mm-hmm. where people get up on stage generally. yeah, There are crazy lights in the background and there's alcohol involved, invariably. Okay. But what I'm curious is, what, okay,
1: so the church thing is really interesting because everybody, uh, we were, you know, dragged to church. Every single weekend. Well, I wouldn't say we
3: dragged you, Paul. No, I felt dragged. That's okay.
1: Uh, It was, you know, uh, hard, leaning on hard wooden pews, bad off-key singing, lots of talking, golf pencils, tiny envelopes, and uh, a general (laughs) bit of a funky smell. You know, church was not a good place for me. It wasn't a bad place for me. It was just sort of neutral, slightly shitty, dull place. But the thing that really bothered me was the fucking singing. I mean, it was just... It would happen, yeah. and the organ would start up and everyone would stand, but it was just I was generally surrounded by very old people droning. It wasn't mm. singing it was gradually taught to me mm. via church from a very young age,
2: mm.
1: almost the second I was conscious. No, of I understand I, that I, singing was a joyous, joyless sorry that singing was an, uh, an absolutely mm. joyless
3: endeavor. Mm. Paul, I historically, there are a few things in life that I absolutely don't like doing. Okay. at the top of the list. In terms of, I think it's got a lot to do with making a fool of oneself. And I think that comes back to the alcohol, which takes away one's inhibitions. Uh But when I am stone cold sober, which is most of my life, I I hate dancing. Many people have tried to get me on the dance floor.
1: But I've got the same hang-ups and I've clearly got them from
3: you. Well, that's not necessarily, I think... I think what you're saying is it's a bit of a, I'm not going to say it's a cop out, but you can't blame your parents for everything.
1: No, I'm saying it comes from a, it's about a fear of, there is a sense of play that comes from not worrying about what people think. Right when you mm. do a thing, there is a fear of fear of failure, and I think when you sing in public, and Dad, I have the same thing because you play the trumpet, you clearly have a musical ear, mm. you could tell when people are singing flat. Yes, right. Yep. Would it be correct to say that if you knew you could sing really well, if you knew that you could mm-hmm. sing very very well, would you consider doing karaoke?
3: Uh, no, I think karaoke for me is sort of at the very bottom of the pile. Okay. It's it's base level. And I don't want to take away from the subject matter of our topics today.
1: Yeah, which is, by the way, it is, that's what today's episode is about. It is about karaoke, which, Mm. Dad, I've not been to the Philippines before, Mm. um, but the Philippines is where most of this takes place. I'm going to read from a 2007 article from uh, Metro.co.uk regarding a murder in the Philippines. May I?
3: Mm, Go.
1: Great. Police have arrested a security guard over the death of 29-year-old Romy Balagula in the Jolives KTV bar in San Mateo Rosal on Tuesday. The guard, 43-year-old robber leader Ortega, worked at the bar. He reportedly behaved in a very friendly manner towards Balagula and his friends, shaking their hands as they sat drinking at a table and even dancing along. Balagula got on stage to sing. But when he then criticized Balagula for being out of tune, an argument started. As the confrontation became more intense, Ortega settled the matter by pulling out his firearm and shooting Balagula in the chest. According to the police, he died instantly. Ortega was arrested sometime later after he had fled the scene. The AFP news agency reports that this isn't the first time karaoke has led to deaths in the Philippines. The Frank Sinatra classic My Way has reportedly been banned from some bars in Manila because it was leading to too many fights. Now, that's back in 2007. Dad, this is the... It's not the beginning of this story, no. but it's a really good example of a phenomenon primarily in the Philippines that mm. has contributed to the almost mythical moniker of the My Way killings. Now, Frank Sinatra's song, My Way, you're familiar with the song, right?
3: Mm. Yeah, it's, I try to sort of analyse the, you know, the meaning behind the words. Yeah. And there have been some academics that have analysed the words... And they've come up with a theory and that is that the words are very they sort of not only is the person physically on a stage, which is generally raised, blaring and blurting through this electronic device that amplifies and not in the best way because a lot of these
1: bl- I don't think blurting is a is a verb, but go on. Well, I think I think
3: it's a good word. <laughs> okay. it, it doesn't need to sort of it's more a sort of a sounding word. Mm-hmm. Um it's sort of projecting a certain feeling. You know how you blurt something out? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. sure. So, and look, these devices on the whole, I mean, they're not sort of high-quality, audiophile, stereophonic, state-of-the-art sound systems. You know, they're pretty pretty shitty, and they're sort of delivering. Even if you were to be a very good in-tune sort of on-point singer, I don't think these devices would do a lot to make you sound better. I think, if anything, they're going to make you sound worse. That's if you're a good singer.
1: Why, you think that... Because no, karaoke is... You're not meant to... You don't have to be a good singer at karaoke. For karaoke That's the good. point.
3: Paul, I yep. mean, I get the karaoke... If I was... Okay. If you and Tegan... Yes. And maybe Tegan's parents and some family members... Got together, yep, and decided mm-hmm. to get me a night at a karaoke bar. Yeah, I would not turn up yeah, under any you, circumstances.
1: But, but you and Mum and Anne didn't come to Paris Disneyland when it was on the house. I mean, the Verhovens have an odd, occasional aversion to public fun. That's, that's... Um,
3: you're omitting certain facts from that statement. I don't. I don't think Mum was well. No, I know. Um, but
1: what I'm saying is, I mean, look. If we you you guys do have a slight reticence towards mm. it, and I honestly think there are times when it would be it would do you a world of good to just go ah fuck it and just go with it. No but karaoke, I just... no no no. Please mm. let me finish. Karaoke, yes. I get karaoke because I it scared the shit, Dad. It scared me so badly, and it made me feel physically uncomfortable. I would walk past karaoke bars in Chinatown and just feel sick, and mm. not just sick like judgy. I'd. You know, I, I would hear people singing going, oh, this is terrible. I just, mm. I, and I, Dad, I'm with you on a bone deep DNA level. I, I get it. Mm. I get the impulse to bolt, but... But,
3: but the flip what? side, Paul, Yes, and this is very important to stress this, is that it's fun for a lot of people. Mm. And I'm not a fun police officer. I'm not an anti-fun...
1: Oh, I thought you meant you weren't a fun... I was a very, I was was
3: very much a funster in the police force. Yeah, no, I know. I know, I know know how to have fun, but on my list of fun things to do,
1: karaoke's at the bottom. Yeah,
3: I get you. It's, I just have a problem making a fool of myself, and that's why. But look, one needs to take into consideration Mm. uh, the economic plight of the Philippines. Really, more than half more really poor. More than Mm. half the population of almost ninety million live on less than two dollars a day. Yeah. Now with karaoke in the Philippines, you can buy one song for the equivalent of ten cents, which is one twentieth of the average daily wage. Of more than fifty percent of people in that country, and coupled with alcohol, um, you know, from a from a psychological perspective, it's clear that these people, this is a, a way for them to pull themselves out momentarily to suspend it, their yeah, shitty escape, lives, yeah. and feel on top of the world. But when you couple that together with The words, because Filipinos speak impeccable English, Mm -hmm. they are truly bilingual. You know, there's a lot behind the words.
1: Let's look at, uh, just quickly, it was written by Paul Anker, who was Mm. a really, really famous songwriter. But I've got a quote here from Frank Sinatra's daughter regarding the song. Uh, and she said that uh, her father found it self-serving and self-indulgent. He didn't like it. That song stuck and he couldn't get it off his shoe. And if you look at the at the themes of the song, it does have a kind of... It, there's a lot of ego behind it. Mm, it's very correct. braggy. And if you yeah. have a culture that, where you've got people who are just... They just want a fucking night off away from the... They want to escape. Mm. And you've got somebody... And also, oh, by the way, it's also a very long song. And it mm. builds in a way. It's, mm. it's like that fucking cassette from The Ring, right? That video cassette that, that for some reason just creates a very specific reaction in mm. some people. Uh, yes, yes. You, you got us into Dean Martin and a bunch of lounge music back when I was a teenager. Mm. Sinatra was never part of that
3: equation. No. Right? Look, I love listening to good music. Yeah, yeah. And if someone's going to sing a rendition of a song that I like and it's completely ratchet... Out of tune and just sh- going through shitty tin pot speakers, yeah. And I'm sober, um, and I somehow or other found myself in that room, which is very unlikely. But I'm—you don't need to. I mean, people. D- I'm trying to give a good analogy here. There are lots of things in life you don't need to actually experience to know that they're going to be pretty shitty. Like falling off a motorbike at 100 kilometers an hour, using your hands as as brakes on the gravel, mm-hmm. I don't need to do that. No one it's needs not- to do it to know that to it's going to be, be fucking bad. It's going to end I- badly.
1: Look, Dad, here's the thing. I'm trying to establish for listeners the scale of what's happened here and why they're called the My Way killings. Because mm. obviously I-, I read from a news article talking about one instance. But since the 21st of April, 1998 which is when the first uh, mm. outbreak of this mm. phenomenon happened, there have been about 12 murders in the Philippines. Yep. it's a lot. Right? Uh, yep. Which is a lot. Mm. So the case I'm referring to, I've actually dug up from uh, the Supreme Court of Manila, First Division, uh, an actual court document. And this is regarding the first instance, what was recalled criminal case number U9608. And this is from... Um, Gosh, this, this happened the day after my birthday. How strange. I'm going to read a statement from the Solicitor General, okay? Mm. So this is the summary of that crime. That on or Mm. about January 16, 1998, in the evening at Poblacion Manoag, Pangassian and within the jurisdiction of this honourable court, the above-named accused, armed with an unlicensed firearm with intent to kill, treachery and evident premeditation, conspiring together, did then and there willfully, unlawfully and feloniously shoot Servilino Thera Jr., inflicting upon him gunshot wound, penetrating perforating abdomen, urinary bladder rectum bullet sacral region the accused having thus performed all the acts of execution which would have produced the crime of murder etc 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 the reason he was killed is because a fight broke out at a, at a small uh, karaoke bar at a video bar um, mm. uh, uh, at about ten thirty at night there were two groups of brothers and they were arguing because one was singing my way mm. and another group joined in and the guy singing told them to stop and a fight broke out One of them got hit in the head with a microphone. The fight went outside and suddenly it was a shootout. Yeah. So this was the beginning of these crimes, after which, yeah, 12 more murders all Mm. over the specific song.
3: Mm. The song is banned in the Philippines. Yeah. You're not allowed to play that particular song at at karaoke bars or video Mm. But, I mean, it's a funny situation, Paul, because just sort of slightly tangential you know how they talk about owners looking like their dogs yeah. am i right so yeah. yesterday i actually did see i mean i don't really or i don't often agree with that particular that theory it's but yesterday, very infrequent but yes correct but yesterday i actually saw a man that looked like his dog okay you could the dog looked like the man they could have you could have swapped their heads i it's got to ask how how is this related it's related because because it's sort of you get an idea in your head and because people it becomes sort of like a a belief it's sort of like a something in society where people start to say it so often that they sort of expect that to be is it psychosomatic are we not just drawing inference to the song
1: confirmation bias yeah
3: Yeah, that's it. Because there have been cases overseas. In fact, there was a case in Thailand, in Krabby, where same scenario, different song. Yeah. It was a a song by the guy, the country and western singer with glasses. John Denver. John Denver. Yep. Um, country, Country My Way Home, or what's that? It's a famous song.
1: Country Road, I think. Correct.
3: And someone was singing it, and someone really got the shits with this particular person. They wouldn't give them the microphone. And this Thai gentleman murdered, shot dead, seven relatives that night. Wait. Sorry, seven people? Seven people were killed in Thailand. And there was also another case in Thailand where an American guy from Texas... Similar scenario: karaoke gets up on stage, shit singer. But there was a band as well, and the band just said, "Look, this is ridiculous." And the band stopped. He kept going, and he was murdered. And it's happened. It 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 has happened in.
1: Oh, I read about that one. He was, he was uh, he he refused to stop singing because Correct. along with them to kind of troll them because they wouldn't play the song he wanted. Correct, and then they followed him home he was 51 years old they followed him home and i think they killed him with yeah. sharpened metal poles yeah. Ahead.
3: yeah so music is very emotive
1: yeah
2: yeah
3: Paul. It, it it can bring out the best and the worst we all it's a very subjective topic it definitely stirs okay here's here's tell me if i'm right or am i right paul but music can be so beautiful that it can make you cry tears can stream down your face something so beautiful Um, do you agree or? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I hear something so beautiful and so just almost miraculous that I think that's what I want played at my funeral. Have you ever had that thought?
1: What do you want played at your funeral?
3: Well, I have various um, songs that I'd like, but I don't recall them at this point in time. Okay. But I know that I can just imagine that it will invoke feelings amongst the mourners, if someone plays the karaoke at my funeral, I will come back and haunt them. It Wait, if be... someone
1: plays a if someone brings out a karaoke machine at your funeral, and I would be
3: people... mortified.
1: I think, okay. First of all, I think listeners, we need to get Dad to do karaoke at some
3: point. Well, that's, that's just that's... never ever happening. Um, I like to Listen... do things that I'm good at. And no,
1: no, no, but uh, that's just that comes from a place of fear. You weren't always good but, at everything,
3: Dad. No, but that that's why people generally, more than likely, have alcohol to loosen them up. And I think that's a bit, can you imagine if an opera singer or, you know, the Melbourne or the London Philharmonic all came on stage intoxicated,
1: it'd be terrible. But you don't watch uh, competitive sports either, but there is, there is something about having a couple of bevies in you and watching live sports or being part of a group thing that is, I'm, I'm not talking about being plastered. When I do karaoke, and I did karaoke for the first time on my 30th birthday, and Tegan was there, and it was at a bar in the Melbourne CBD. And what I'd done is I'd found a list of songs that I thought I could sing based on arrogance, basically, based on how well I thought I sang them in the shower. Private, mm. little secret suspicions. I went, you know what? I could probably nail that. Mm. And I went through the, you go through the big book, and you kind of, the adrenaline's building because you're really freaked out. But once you sing a song at a karaoke night, once you just do that first song, you're fine for the rest of the night. But dad. We've talked about twelve murders taking place from nineteen ninety eight onwards. I'd like to read about one for you. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you read about this one, but this one uh, happened in twenty eighteen. So it's kind of still happening. In odd but somehow not at all surprising news, a Filipino man was killed during a karaoke session yesterday after fighting with a neighbor. He prevented from singing the song My Way, according to GMA News. Ballots. Ballads and Bayan, Jose Bosmion Jr., 61 years old, was stabbed by his neighbor Rolando Caneso 28 years old during a birthday party in Dipolog City. The karaoke and drinking session turned deadly when Bo- Bosmion grabbed the mic from Caneso just when he was about to sing the Frank Sinatra classic. Things got tense, leading to a fistfight between the two. Others in the party were able to pull the two away from each other, but Caneso allegedly began stabbing the victim shortly after. According to a report by regional radio station RMN, Bosmi on the victim was brought to the medical center nearby, but was declared dead on arrival. Caneso surrendered to the police voluntarily. But Dad, uh, the reason this whole story kind of crossed my figurative desk mm-hmm. is because in twenty is this twenty sixteen, I believe, uh, the House of Representatives in the Philippines, uh, so the mm-hmm. Filipino Congress, passed yep. House Bill One Zero Three Five. And it doesn't name my way, but in summary, it says an act prohibiting the use of video key karaoke systems and other sound amplifying equipment that cause unnecessary disturbance to the public within the residential areas and providing penalties therefore. And then it goes on to talk about, you know, how noise pollution creates yeah. psychological distress. We learned does. this uh, after yeah. Waco, you, you know, sensory deprivation. It's, but that, that wouldn't explain people who've gone to karaoke. That would explain why, for example, when there is a house party down the road from you, you walk down there in your underwear and leave an angry note, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the that's one of the psychological knock-on effects. But if you were mm-hmm. at the party and someone's saying my way, that would be a whole different story. So I'm saying that since the, you know, 2016 or 18, I cannot read this stamp on this document. Uh, since then, the uh, it's it's been it, the, the legal system in the Philippines has tried to clamp down because they tacitly acknowledged that it had become a problem. Right?
3: Mm, mm. Yeah. No, it's fascinating. I I understand. I understand people's emotions become heightened. Yeah. I've experienced those sensations. If I lived in America or South Africa mm-hmm. or countries where um, every second person has a gun. In the Philippines, there are more than one million firearms floating around. Really? Yes. And if I was visiting the Philippines, I would be reticent to go and knock on a door and ask them to be quiet. Because I just think that on the balance of probabilities, it would be a lot more dangerous when you couple alcohol, drugs and firearms. Yeah. Because people that don't have self-control, it's very easy to reach out and grab a gun. It is an extreme reaction, but at the time in your sort of jumbled brain, you know, you go when you go slightly crazy. The gun.
1: Yeah, it's like road rage, right? You have this kind like of road rage. Red, a red fog.
3: Yeah, and if I may just come back to something, Paul, that you said in the beginning—that I it triggered something that I sort of had buried. Partially, And that is that it was very interesting your, your, you talking about, as a little kid, your memories of going to church. It's yep. fascinating because when I was in England recently, Anne said something to me, I won't go into the details, but she gave a perspective about something that she'd encountered and she'd observed when she was a little girl. Please go on. But- no, no, that's all I can say. It was just something oh. really fascinating, in that it's very interesting getting the, the sort of the, you know, the, the memories and the feelings of one's children because it's just fascinating. And kids do experience lots of things when they're young and they don't always talk about it with their parents. Sometimes they, it's just something that has happened to them in their life and, and they keep it to themselves. So it's really interesting to have heard your genuine emotions and feelings about what you thought of going to church. Uh, it's it's interesting and I you know I dig it um, so yeah look the whole topic is very the the musical thing I totally understand. I mean how would you feel Paul if you had a noisy party but it was playing music you really liked? Do you think that has an effect on Your reaction?
1: Um, People have real strong... uh, Music is a very personal thing, like you said.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: If there's a song that I love, that I feel very, very... Like an allegiance to, and somebody fucks it up at karaoke, it Mm. really annoys me, partly because I was going... ah. Uh I hope, I think maybe I've stumbled onto something here. When you get to karaoke, you have a list of songs that you want to sing that night, right? Mm. And some of them yeah. require a little more juice. You've got to kind of build up to them. Mm. Now, if the song that you've been waiting hours in the kind of digital queue, because you put songs in the list and they get randomized, right? Mm. And they get yeah. prioritized at different times. Mm. It's, it's, you've been there for fucking three hours. And then this, your song comes on, but actually the name under it is someone else because someone else picked it. And you're like, all right, here we go. You better fucking nail it. And if they butcher that song, I mean, if they butcher it, I would consider murder. I'm am kidding, of course. But it would mm. the hub, like the the irritation that you feel when somebody takes your song and doesn't even do it well. I understand. It's very real. It's a very real thing.
3: Yeah, and people do become attached to songs. Um, you know, I I become attached to to music, like jazz, for example, and even if I go to a live show and hear the same band. Playing that same song but differently, which they often do, because you know in their world songs evolve, particularly jazz. Yeah. Sometimes I can be really disappointed if it's not with the, the rendition, ex-
1: the exact same as the one you like,
3: be- because it's okay. it's it's etched into my psyche. And we, I don't think one wants to take away the joy, and and I'm certainly not the sort of person. I mean, I don't. I might bag things, but I don't openly go to these... Like, I don't go to a football game and bag people. I mean, I just don't go to football games. Yeah. Um, And I don't do karaoke, but like falling off a motorbike at high speed, I'm quite aware of what happens at karaoke. I've I've been around long enough. I've seen enough films. I've walked past enough karaoke bars to understand what it's about. But at the end of the day if it brings happiness and joy and some dislocation some some from reality yeah i mean i we all like to at some point in our lives you know you've had a a hard day a long day a stressful day at night time perhaps you like to sit down mm-hmm. and just disengage kick back maybe in my case possibly have a single malt whiskey and just watch stuff on youtube that's inane but it helps you know, I mean, Christine. She reads. She's an avid reader. Every single opportunity she gets. She was saying, coming back from Thailand last week, she read for four hours on the flight. Uh, I can't do that. Mm. Uh, that's not my not, not my bag. But I mean, I like to to listen. I I, I love I love music. What's I the- I absolutely love it.
1: Is there any is there any universe in which you would Okay, here's, here's a bit of hypothetical. If you had to, I mean, gun to head, if you had to sing a karaoke song, what song would it be?
3: <clears throat> it would be More, More, More by the Andrea True Connection.
1: <laughs> Are you serious? Paul?
3: Yeah. Do you know the song? Why, why that song? Because it's got the most haunting trumpet solo and she was in real life a prostitute who had this incredible song and it's But what's that got to do with your singing of it? Well I, I have like you the, ever,
1: Dad when you when you have a karaoke version of a song they don't it's a shitty Muzak version of the actual instrumental so you're not oh, gonna okay. hear the oh. haunting trumpet. So oh, I'm talking okay. about let's what's a song that you think you could sing?
3: Um O de da by the Beatles.
1: Do you like the Beatles? They're okay. Alright I just, I'm trying to figure out what your vocal range is so that...
3: Um, I actually, I'll tell, I'll, I'm putting my cards on the table here, Paul. Uh-huh. I i have a pretty good singing voice. There we go. But I just don't, I don't, I keep it to myself. Right. But what uh, is it, you've lots...
1: you got to share your gift,
3: Dad. No, you don't. Some things are best not shared. Right. But... And I, I put mine, I've wrapped it up in a little box and it's yep. on top of a wardrobe in the dark, just... Lying dormant.
1: Do you know the, the, the best thing about doing karaoke? You finally see whether you are full of shit or not.
3: Paul, there's nothing best of doing karaoke. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Okay, Mate, look, it's never happening. I, ever. I, if right. you ever put me in a situation, I yep. will just... I will just... I will not... I'll I'll press my arms and legs in the doorway like an inanimate star. Mm-hmm. And will I will not be able to be moved.
1: You'll have a tantrum, because, basically. Yeah.
3: Well, I just, I don't, you know, I think you've got to live and let people live and let people do their own thing. And I don't think it's such a good idea in life to make people feel uncomfortable. That is I why I don't dance because I don't like to make a fucking fool of myself. And, this, the, you know, when it comes to music, and you know this, Paul, historically, I'm not actually into vocals, am I? No, no. I don't listen to vocals. I listen. I can. I. I can handle. Look, I'm very much into instrumental. I'm into jazz, ambient. Throw in a bit of, you know. I know this is vague, but a bit of classical. I'm quite particular about what classical music I. I listen to. I'm not actually. Um, See, the
1: thing is, I'm not criticizing any of these things that you do or any of these impulses. I'm just trying to dissect where they came from because, I, I have the same hang-ups, and I've managed to kind of mostly get over them um and that's not to say you have to Hmm. the the thing about the thing about the philippines is for some reason the whole nation got over those hang-ups and they've just gone fuck it because the thing is like you said they speak impeccable english but as Hmm. of 2007 it's been taken off most playlists across Hmm. the country yeah so you you could go to a uh, video bar in manila or wherever and you're probably not even going to find it on the playlist. And are you honestly telling me that after hearing this episode or reading these stories or finding out about these murders, that in a, at a boozy night in the Philippines with your friends, you would even have the balls to sing the song? It's just not worth no, the risk. No, I wouldn't right? do
3: it. No, I wouldn't do it. That'd be ah. folly and stupidity. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and you know, it could really piss some people off, and I think that's it's ridiculous. Yep. Um, but, look, I, I believe clearly... I mean, we... Take concerts for example. There are certain concerts that I, yeah, I just wouldn't go to. It's not my my cup of tea. I worked at the Sydney Opera House. I was exposed to every genre of music there is in the world, and I had a, I had it was open slather. I could go to anything I wanted to, but I I, I chose what I I wanted mm. to go to. And, and case in point, Paul was when we took you to the flea circus, which weirdly, and doesn't believe we ever went to a flea circus it must have been so traumatic for her it's odd but you know a flea circus is not everyone's cup of tea clearly and parents i guess make some some choices in life i guess they, they try and expose their children to lots and lots of different things you know but look life's a journey and i believe in people having fun i think it's tragic that so many people are being killed you can bet your bottom dollar there have been other songs that have affected people that have resulted in you know murders in the Philippines and other countries. Yeah. No doubt about it. It's a combination. It's sort of like it's that's that perfect you know evening where everything comes together all the ingredients and someone just loses it and they just happen to have a gun or a knife which is problematic. Yeah. Um I
1: mean, in two thousand and seven, someone was attacked for singing Coldplay, um, and you know, I have uh, I have minor issues with Coldplay musically, but I are not going to kill anyone. Mm. Well, look, look. Let's hope there's no more My Way killings, and uh, let's hope that people keep enjoying Frank Sinatra because you know there no is. Mm.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, I love uh, I love some of his songs, and I love uh, I love Dean Martin, some of if, his stuff.
1: If anyone here has, oh, by the way, dad, I was just trying to, I was trying to ascertain what kind of song you would sing at karaoke, just cause I was curious. But um, I honestly think, I honestly think we are never going to get you No. to sing karaoke. That's just never
3: gonna no. happen. Yeah.
1: That's okay. But it, you know what? That means you'll never be in a position to get killed for singing my way. So that's a plus But but,
3: but might I just add a little um, addendum very briefly. I actually would do karaoke for money. It'd have to be a lot of money. How much but money? But I'd do it. A lot. If I, if someone said to me, "We'll give you," and I'm being very realistic here, and I'm not being silly, yep. and I'm kind of looking at things sensibly, I would say, I would definitely, um, do karaoke for, and I don't have to be prepaid in cash. Yep. Five thousand. Five. I'll sing one song.
1: Five thousand dollars.
3: I'd I'd seriously consider it.
1: Hey, listeners. Who wants to pull in with me? Because I think it, I think it's worth it.
3: You're so funny, Paul.
1: Well, you know, you said it now, so let's hold. I him love your in. work.
3: I love your work. And Paul, just before we go uh, on my computer, yep, um, an email link has just popped up from your sister, who's in Los Angeles, and I'm now about to do a probably a two-hour podcast with your sister for her podcast. Yes. I promise it won't be boring.
1: Very good show. Love it. Very good show. Well worth listening to. So make sure you head across. And by the way, Dad's been on the show before. uh, And, you know, now Anne's been on the show, so you know what Anne's up to. So yeah, I promise it won't be boring and it's available wherever you get your podcasts, as is this show. But that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Loose Units, The Shadow Files. Bit of a weird pivot this week, but if you have any karaoke-related nonsense to send us, if you've got any stories about fights breaking out or, God forbid, murders, I guess, at karaoke... Or if you just have any incredible uh, ideas for how to trick Dad into doing karaoke, hit us up at facebook.com forward slash Loose Units. Dad's going to hate that. Have a great week, everyone. And we will see you at the end of the week for a very special episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends, which Dad and I are going to be recording in Sydney in person. Have a good one, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.
3: Cheerio.